Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. Big show today. Big I, show. I think that uh, we we might have um, ruffled a few feathers federally with our chat with Luke Martin from Salmon Tasmania. You reckon? Maybe. I thought what he said was quite, um, I don't know, not, a, not aggressive, but it was like fair and to the point. He's yep. like, yeah. You'll have to listen to that. That's coming up. We also spoke with Greg Irons from Bonnerong, who have made the bold move to try and raise $2 million. What that is for is also Not a small feat. No. Uh, we also, which probably was my favourite part of the show, Tubes, we caught up with Ella Hooper of Killing Heidi fame, who is coming to Tassie this weekend with a couple of shows. She is very cool. Here's what you missed. We're live on the Listener app right across Tassie and on FM 107.3 in Hobart. It's Triple M Breakfast for IGA, where the locals matter. Producer Rhea in with Tubes. Good morning. Good morning, Good Hobart. Good morning, Hobart. Good morning, Tasmania. Good morning, Rhea. Yes, I tell you what. The last two days, mm-hmm. perfect. Perfect? Perfect. But I think I saw on the news that last night, yesterday, only got up to 19 degrees. And that's a few degrees shy of your perfect operating temperature of 21.5 degrees, Jude. Well, 21.5 might be my internal, inside oh. temperature. 19 might be my outside perfect temperature. Great. It was a lovely day yesterday. It and was. it's heading that way today. I'll tell you what I did yesterday, though. Did you? Stepped out of my comfort zone. Okay, that's stepped always good. It, stepped out of it. Immediately after I stepped out of it, I had regret. Mm-hmm. Immediately once I'd finished doing what I had done out of my comfort zone, you were happy. I had regret. Oh, no. But then about, oh, I, I want to say, a seven-minute walk. Okay. I had euphoria. Ooh. Mm. What did you do? Gonna have to tell you a little bit about that later on. We've got a bit going on in the show today. We're going to talk to the salmon industry, Salmon Tasmania, about some legislation that was passed last night. Yes, some movements in Parliament. We're also going to speak with Greg Irons, the Director of Bonnerong Wildlife Sanctuary, about an ambitious fundraising attempt that they are making. And there's an all-time Australian artist who is coming to Tasmania this weekend. I'm so excited That is coming up a little later on in the show. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom joins us live in the studio. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. What's making news, Tessa? Well, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but there was a sinkhole on Mole Street yesterday, which looked not that scary, but turned out to actually be three metres by two metres deep underneath the road. Wow. Um, and while they were filling that in, they've also found that there's a bunch of other little voids under the road in that section. So workers are actually going to close the road until probably the end of the week while they try and fill all of that in and make sure that everything is... Good. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like we're living in a movie. Sounds like, I, I, I know where this is, so the Hobart Rivulet runs through that sort of area, mm-hmm. and I reckon over the last... Oh, maybe that's why. Years, I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, when they excavated the Maya building, the new Maya mm-hmm. building in town, 
they had some major issues with sinkholes there, pulling everything down. And, oh, did they? And getting, yeah, major trouble there. So I think just given that the Hobart Rivulet runs underneath a lot of Hobart, mm. so from this sort of area near the corner of Mole and Collins, it runs underneath the Hobart City pretty much all the way down to Regatta Point. Yeah. Sinkholes are terrifying, but that, that sort of makes a bit more sense, so it's a little less terrifying. Right? All I think of is the Simpsons movie, though, where people are getting sucked into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen here in Hobart. <laughs> no, we're safe. They're, they're fixing it. We're okay. So the road should be open by end of week? End of the week, yeah. So the, the big sinkhole has actually been filled in. That's all sorted. They're just going to do some work to make sure the rest of the road is sorted. Um, but it should be by the end of the week that we'll be able to drive on that section of road again. If there's any sinkhole experts out there, send us a text 0488 or call one triple three five three. Good news, Tessa. Yeah, it's been a bumper tourism year for Tasmanian wine. So in the Tasmanian Tourism Visitor Stats to the year, um, so it's the last year to June of 2023, um, the visitation to cellar doors exceeded 300,000 people for the first time. Wow. Which is massive amounts of people who are coming to Tassie and and checking out the wine areas. Fantastic. Love it. More of it, please. Mm. Let's get them all down here. Mm -hmm. Not just for wineries. Let's do it for our food industry let's do it for all of our tourism our parks our wildlife yep. everything come on keep coming down but then please go home <laughs> <laughs> tessa randello from the triple m newsroom thanks for joining us thank you it's triple m breakfast tubes it's day two of november how's your mo got it's about as good as it'll be on day 30 it <laughs> is not I, i've got some pretty wispy moustache. It's not even wispy yet. It's just... It's No, it's still... It's stubble. It's barely stubble. Raising funds for men's mental health. And I'm also running up Mount Wellington Kanani as part of the Point to Pinnacle. 16 still, days, 17 hours, 27 minutes and 18 seconds. Yep, thanks for that reminder. I, I am... I'm, I genuinely am going to struggle. It's not too late to join up, though. I think it's too late for me. I don't think I'd make it up that hill. No, if I I'm, I'm talking about walking. It's. Uh, I, I still think it's a challenging it. walk, but I think most people would be able to just wander up. You reckon? Yeah, on the road. I think a lot of people will get get you up there, help uh, you get up. I Point. walked around town yesterday doing a bit of shopping, and I have a blister on the bottom of my foot. <laughs> I don't know that I'm I'm your target audience. Yeah, what <laughs> shoes were you wearing? My around? Doc Martens. They shouldn't be too bad, should they? I don't know. Movember, raising funds there, movember.com.au and pointtopinnacle.com.au if you'd like to register. It's still not too late. 16 days, 17 hours, 26 minutes, 28 seconds to go. Now you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, I know. Your moustache at the moment, you know how in cartoons when someone's got like a five o'clock shadow or they haven't had a shave yet and they just do lots of little dots on their, like they've drawn dots on their That's face. What I've got. That's what you've got. That's how you look. That's what I've got. Anyway, raising <laughs> funds for men's mental health and the boys at Mobart Mobros. I'm a part of that team. Must get Tommy Windsor in there. Yeah, let's chief. do that. Really you also, in. last year, Tubes, you started photoshopping people's, everyone that donated to you, you were photoshopping their heads, their heads onto funny images. Are you yeah. going to do that again this year? Yeah, probably. At Tubes, Tubes, Tubes and my Instagram if you want to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that yet. We'll see. Got to raise some funds for running up Mount Wellington. Do whatever it takes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
For over 30 years, Tasmanian waterways have been used as part of our salmon industry. A vote in Parliament overnight has backed the salmon aquaculture in Macquarie Harbour with support from Labor and Liberal parties. The support also rejects calls that salmon farming should be removed from the area in a, as an unnecessary response to help the endangered Morgan skate. Tasmania's peak body for salmon farming is Salmon Tasmania. Their CEO, Luke Martin, is here to talk us through what this means for the industry. Good morning, Luke. Hey, good day, Tubes. How are you doing? Great. What does this support of this motion mean for the salmon industry? Oh, look, it's, it's rare that you get both sides of politics in Tasmania, particularly at the moment, ever agreeing on anything. Um, so it was, um, I guess, just a strong political message, but also just a really strong sign of support for the, the local industry, particularly on the West Coast. Uh, it's um, they, they do feel like they're getting um, beaten and beaten around a little bit by uh, some of the commentary and some of the some of the messages coming out from, I guess, the opponents to the industry, and, and a lot of that's coming out of Hobart and coming out of you know, mainland activist groups. So when you see uh, your, your local representatives, your politicians from both sides of politics kind of come together and, and stand up for Tasmanian jobs, stand up for regional communities and one of our uh, you know, foundation industries in the state, it's, um, it does send a pretty strong and powerful message and, and is really welcome. Why in particular is Macquarie Point so important to the salmon industry? Well, uh, Macquarie Point, not so much Sorry, sorry Macquarie Harbour. <laughs> sorry, Luke, I've been talking about that bloody stadium for years. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not right, so we've got to yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Macquarie. Uh, no, um, look, so... So the industry has been um, been operating over there for forty years. It yep. is absolutely the lifeblood of of Storm, particularly. We've got, and I, I hate to do this. I don't ever want like to make political points or points about about kids, but uh, you know, it just shows that the significance of the industry is that there are about fifty nine kids who go to Storm Primary School, and about thirty two of them come from salmon families. They, their families work in the industry, so. I guess it just, you know, to my mind, just makes the point about how important this industry is to the community. And, you know, look, Macquarie Harbour is an amazing waterway. It's a really unique waterway, and there's a whole bunch of things that happen in that waterway from industry to it's a pretty unique environment, and Morgan Skate's part of that. So, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of focus on it. We're not denying, you know, there needs to be a really careful look at uh, at, um, at the skate and how we secure this animal, which is endemic to that part of the state. And and that waterway but we also need to be mindful about the fact that there is an industry there that supports the local community and, and as I say it's very easy for uh, activists sitting at keyboards uh, or campaigning in Hobart or Canberra or Sydney to, to make pot shots about, um, about industries in, uh, in regional Tasmania it's, it's sometimes you need to also stand up and recognise how, how, how much those jobs mean to that community and, and how many lives depend upon them. Does the salmon industry have an obligation to the environment Luke? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the the irony of a lot of what's the focus that's on the skate at the moment is, is the irony of that is that the research that's been done on it over the last few years, which is I guess fueling a lot of the the, the decisions that are being made. Um, the industry is funded most of that. Um, the industry is raising the red flag on the skate uh, four or five years ago. So a lot of the a lot of the work that IMAS has been doing has actually come from the industry. So by no measure is. Uh, you know, and I'm new to this industry, so I'm learning this as I've come into it. But there's never been, never been a sense that we're trying to stick our head in the sand about the challenges the skates had. Where I think things have lost their way a little bit in the debate over the last few months is that this, the salmon is one flat pack and a series of factors that happen in that harbour. Um, Quarry Harbour people that know it, it's, it's got a significant presence of hydro, of course, that does release it into the water. It's got warming waters, and, you know, unfortunately, so the temperatures of the waters have gone up about one to two degrees in the last you know, five years. 
There's a tailings dam um, issue, so there's tailings from that, the, the mining that's been occurring in that part of the state. So there's a whole bunch of factors that are influencing the harbour. Salmon's one of them. Um, but as I say, unfortunately, um, you know, the way it often happens in Tasmania, um, you know, people jump on an agenda and, um, and salmon's been very much put in the focus. And, uh, and again, we think that's wrong and certainly it's not supported by the science. And I guess if this, uh, as this often happens, this kind of activism keeps building up, puts a lot of pressure on, uh, on the Australian government and Tanya Plibersek to make some um, you know, you know, potentially you know, rash decisions. And, and again, that has a, a, a far-ranging impact on the local community over there and, and indeed our industry right across the state. So this was a message essentially for the Federal Environment Minister, Luke? Yeah, it was. So, I mean, I guess it was firstly a sign of support from the two major parties, uh, the Labor and Liberal parties, to come together and, and show their support for the industry and show their support for the workers in that part of the state. But the second part of it was clearly to send a message to, to Minister Plibersek, who's the, the Federal Environment Minister, and I guess has a finger on the, on the trigger for doing things like a review of the industry um, to potentially... Uh, you know, regulate the industry so it's not viable in that part of the state, which and, and that's ultimately what our, our greatest concern is. And and it was just a message to her to, I guess, you know, look at the science, look at the process, look at the work that's been done on the skate, and uh, and don't be bullied into into making rash decisions that can have a, such a profound impact on the community. Well, I think the message that a lot of Tasmanians will take away from this is that we want a sustainable industry, we want a sustainable environment. Luke Martin from Salmon Tasmania, the CEO there. Thank you so much for joining us on Triple M. Yes, thanks, Steve. It's Triple M Breakfast. Every morning before 7am, we give one lucky listener the chance to spin the prize wheel. And today we have Mel from Granton. Good morning, Mel. Hi, how are you going? Wonderful. Tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do for a living? Personal trainer. Is that why you're up so early, Mel? That is why I'm up so early. How long have you been a personal trainer for? A couple of years now. You enjoy that stuff? Tell me what's the I most do. challenging thing about it. The getting up early, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any tips for tubes on how he should, what he should do to make it up the mountain? Uh, a little bit every day. Just don't slack off. Keep it up. That's okay. a good I've advice. Consistency. 19, I've only got 16 days. 16 days. And go harder. Yeah, okay, okay, Mel. A lot every day, not just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a do lot have, now. Do you, have kids? do you have kids, Mel? Yeah, I do. I've got three. How old are they? Uh, 21, 18, and 15 next week. They're not children, they're adults. <laughs> <laughs> they're still my baby. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are, Mel. All right, Mel. <laughs> Well, I've spun the wheel already. Would you like to take the prize that I've spun up or would you like to spin again? Uh, let's go with what you've spun, Tube. All right. It's number 39, which is Dino's Pizza Vouchers. Dino's Pizza in Claremont opens seven nights a week for pizza, pasta and desserts. That's going to be a treat, I imagine, for you, Mel, being a personal trainer. Absolutely it will be. We love our pizza on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Go and get your pizza on the weekends and treat yourself. I love it, Mel. Hey, have a great day. Thank you so much. That is Mel from Granton who has won herself a prize. Thanks to the Triple M prize wheel, you can do just like Mel every single day before 7. We give you a chance to spin the wheel. Are you going to tell me about what you did yesterday that brought you out of your comfort zone? Yep. I stepped out of my comfort zone yesterday and... Went to a happy studio. Oh, 
Do you not, did some more Pilates? No, not not a Pilates. This was called a rhythm ride class in the cycle studio. Oh, like spin. Spin, like on the on the stationary bike. Spin is hard. I went with Erin, my partner. She said, I'd love to go exercising with you. And I said, yep, no worries. We've got to try and organise someone to watch the kids. So Erin's parents looked after the kids, nice. no problem. We went down to the studio and walked in. And I've not done one of these yet at Happy Studios. And Have you done a spin class before, though? Erin uh, and I did a spin class, I remember it, about a decade ago. Oh, right, okay. That was at the... How'd you go Centre. then? No good. About this... <laughs> This was in a dark room oh. with around 28 other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, went in, popped on the proper bike shoes. You clip in. Oh. So I said to Aaron, we got there early. They told us to get there early to set up. Clipped in. And I said to Aaron, I looked at her and I said, before anyone got there, I said, I'm going to have a real go here. I'm going to have a crack. Good. She goes, okay. That's a good mindset to go into it with. Oh. I regret that as soon as the class started. <laughs> so the lights go down uh-huh. and the music starts. It was like I was out at a club. Oh, like a nightclub. I probably, like, it was, it, was, it was amazing. And I turned to Aaron, like apparently you're supposed to get your right foot down on the beat of the songs. Right. And it was just, it was intense. It was intense. And I looked at Aaron at the f- end of the first song and I said to her, this is hard. And she looked at me and just nodded. <laughs> and I had sweat absolutely pouring off me. I've not sweat like that. And I ran 16 and a half Ks last yeah. week. I've not had sweat pouring off me like that since I was younger playing footy, like properly playing footy. I was... Uh, this is after one song. Uh-huh. And they're doing all this. It was like we were in a nightclub dancing on bikes. And the hardest thing was... It was a party. I was clipped into this bike. I couldn't even get off. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I was like clipped in. And then I, like we got to the end and I said to Aaron, I, I leant down on the handlebars of the bike. Everybody, like these people, they're literally standing up to the beat of the music, moving their hands, doing weights in the... Weights I, on the bike. On the bike. Stop it. And I kept thinking to myself, like you have to put your arms up to the beat of the song. My arms are heaps long. That's, the, <laughs> That's a long way to fair. go. And then there was a point where I was like, am I breathing or am I vomiting here? What was your watch saying? Because you know how your watch tells you to calm down if you're having a heart... No, no, my heart rate was like up, mm-hmm. which was great. And I felt afterwards, I immediately said to Erin after, I said, this is tough. And she goes, that was really hard, Tubes. And I went, I know. I got up and I'd finished my water, so mm-hmm. I quickly got up, walked away, filled up my water bottle. By the time I walked back to where Erin was, I felt a million bucks. The oh, euphoria That's all in. it took. I'm like, do we do that again, Erin? And she said, I reckon if you did that three times a week, you'd be fit as a bull. You absolutely would. Maybe that's the key to getting up the mountain tubes. I don't know what it is, but thanks to the guys at Happy Studio for supporting me through that. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Good job. It's Triple M Breakfast. Bonnarong Wildlife Sanctuary is about to launch into the most important project of its history called Project Recap. It hopes to raise... Up to $2 million in total to build a large hospital and rehabilitation facility. Greg Irons is the director of Bonnarong Wildlife Sanctuary and joins us now. Good morning, Greg. 
Good morning, folks. There you go. It's great to have you with us. We know you're a friend of the show. Tell us about what is happening at Bonnerong. Mate, we're, we're getting ambitious because, um, look, that's what we do uh, at Bonnerong is we get ambitious. And like we always say, no one achieved anything great by waking up one day and saying, I'm going to achieve something average today. <laughs> so we're going to go for <laughs> absolute boldness. We don't want to take a Tubes attitude into this area. We want to go full <laughs> strong, full steam. Uh, sorry, Tubes. Look, Just such an easy target. I don't know why you're attacking me on this, Greg, but you, <laughs> I am going to get up that mountain is what I think you're referring to. Greg, tell, tell us why it's time for Bonnerong to have new hospital facilities mm. here in Tassie. But, it's just so hard to keep up, I think, with the amount of animals that, that are coming. And I think, look, we started a lot of our services 10, 10 years ago, and I think since then we've been constantly chasing our tail. There's more and more animals every single year that you've got to react to build more and more facilities. So the aim of this project is to get 10 years ahead. And, look, $2 million, it sounds like a ridiculously huge amount of money, and it is, and we know that, but there's a couple of great parts. Number one is we have a matching donor, dollar for dollar. So we actually only need to raise one, and that will be matched by the Elsie Cameron Foundation, which is a really exciting opportunity. Um, and, look, that's why we really want to utilise this and raise as much as we can, of course. Um, but, look, the second part of this is if you look at just what it costs us to run our services each year, I mean, last year it was $1.6 So we're not sort of, you know, the amount, I guess, that we're putting back in, we're just asking for a bit of help to build a facility that we can then give these animals the very best chance. How's your relationship started with the Elsie Cameron Foundation, Greg? Oh, look, we've, we've known them for a long time and they just, um, they play away in the background just doing lots of great environmental um, sort of things and there's always been a passion there for wildlife and, um, you know, just just sort of in chatting, I guess, what the best options were to, to drive uh, things forward for wildlife. And look, a facility like this, it's just the next level where, you know, our current hospital does incredible things, but it is quite small. And what we need is rooms that are very specifically set up. So quarantine areas for animals with potentially infectious diseases and ICUs for animals on drips and specialist surgeries for finicky um, and really clean sort of sterile surgeries. There's so many different uh, rooms and things you need if we really want to do this um, to the very best of our ability. And, you know, the amount of animals we have here and the fact 97% of them we see, it's caused by people. You know, the least we can do is just give a little bit back and, um, and give them a facility that gives them the best chance. It most certainly is bold, Greg. Why is this important for Tasmanian uh, animals? Look, Tassie animals, I call Tassie the Noah's Ark of Australian wildlife. We're sort of like this last stand um, for a number of species that used to be all over um, Australia, they're now only in Tasmania. So even though we're only a small sort of island state, I mean, people have seen the, the amount of roadkill here and the um, the amount of wildlife we have. The importance of our wildlife is, is on a worldwide scale, it's absolutely critical. So every life does matter. And look, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Tasmania or anywhere else, these sort of facilities should be all over the world so we can give something back to wildlife. And, you know, I guess we've been there so often when people and animals have needed a helping hand and in recoveries from COVID and all that sort of jazz we're now putting our hand up and saying we can't do this out on our own and we want some help and uh, we'd love you on board. So how can people get on board, Greg? Look, they can donate $2 million, Rhea, it's that simple. <laughs> and uh, then Just the problem like is solved. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, we accept credit card, cash cards, you name it. Um, no, look, if they want to support, we've got a campaign running through Possible and you can get some cool merchandise. It's also tax deductible, um, the donations as well, um, if you choose not to go with one of the gifts. So lots of options there and you can find them just on our social media or on our website. You'll find a, a button to head there as well. So just check out the campaign and the video. It'll tell you a lot, a lot more about what we're doing. Greg Irons, Director of the Bonnerong Wildlife Sanctuary. Always good to chat.
Great to chat, folks. Have a good day. I got a text yesterday, Ria, on 0488 881073. Good, good, good for you. Yes, it <laughs> came through from a bloke I know, I'm pretty sure. Okay. PK and Dodgers Ferry. You good know morning everybody. To you. Got a nice little surprise this morning. Jumped into the wife's car to take my daughter to school and the radio's on and there were tubes as dulcet tone. Oh. Then you even played Mrs. Robinson to cap it off. A great morning. <laughs> I wrote back to them on the text line because we have the facility to be able to do that. And I said, that happens every week. Maybe not Mrs. Robinson. My dulcet tones, I meant. Every day. Yes, every day. Every weekday happens here. We, you can hear my dulcet tones. Yeah, Hobart is blessed with your dulcet tones know every single morning. But then... PK from Dodgers Ferry wrote back, I still live in a world of CDs in the car, so it was a new and exciting experience for me. Wow. Must be nice living in 1998, PK. <laughs> still listening to CDs in the car. <laughs> Who That's does not that? Bad. Does anyone do that? I don't think I own a CD. 0488 is the text line. It's Triple M Breakfast. We are talking to one of the Australian artists who I've grown up listening to, who is just an absolute champion. You'll know her from Killing Heidi. Her 2023 solo album, Small Town Temple, is coming to Tasmania at the Longley International Hotel. Good morning to Ella Hooper. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait. It is so much fun to have you down here. Tell us about your Oh My Goddess tour. How has it been? Well, it's been awesome. We only had one gig back in Victoria in a little town called Beechworth, and then we headed down to Tassie for the three shows here. And so it's pretty fresh still. It's still taking shape. It's still feeling amazing. We're excited. We're not yet tour weary, but I'm sure we will be at the end. So you're doing three shows in Tassie, tomorrow night, Friday at the Royal Oak in Lonnie, the Noman Pavilion on Saturday in Ulverston and down at the Longley International Hotel this Sunday at 2pm. Have you been to Tassie before? Are you a fan? I'm a huge fan. I'm like a massive Tassie fan. A lot of musicians fantasise about that being their base. And I know you have some incredible musicians based there as well. Every time I go there, I try to cancel my flight home. So that says a lot. <laughs> now, the name of your album is Small Town Temple. The single from it is Oh My Goddess. Tour. I had a listen, Ella. It is very stripped back. It's not sort of what I expected from you, but I like it. Yeah, it's a little more mature. It's, you know, it's the adult me <laughs> as opposed to the 15, 16-year-old 16 dreadlocked me. That's what I'm loving about it, sharing stories that are a bit more updated and, and the aesthetic is a little bit even country, some people are saying, big folk, big country, yeah. big rock and roll, and I love that stuff. That's a lot of what I listen to these days is sort of Americana, alt country, whatever you want to call it, bit of twang, bit of rock, but it's still a bit quirky, still a bit kooky, still a bit me. Tell us a bit about what Oh My Goodness is about. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, it's so easy to say that. I say that myself sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> goodness, 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 goodness. Um, it's about sort of breaking free of a basically a sort of post-COVID haze that we all, you know, I feel like everybody did some, <laughs> had to do some serious soul searching in that time. We were, well, we had the opportunity to anyway, and I certainly did. I was living at home with my mum at 39, feeling like a real legend, feeling like I made some great life choices. Um, <laughs> but I was also so happy to be there because it was um, a time that I got to sort of really go deep, deep, deep inside. And I wrote from that space. And this song sort of came out of that. I really love the line, I'm going to treat me right tonight, because 
I have this saying, Ella, treat yourself every day. What, mm-hmm. is, what does that line specifically mean about treating yourself right? You've got to do it yourself. Like, you know, there's a lot of yeah. little quips and say, Instagram's full of sayings like, you know, um, you treat, what is it? You teach people how to treat you. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. It's all really basic stuff, but really hard to do sometimes. I know that I am a bit of a people pleaser and I work, you know, and then, you know, I grew, grew up semi-famous shall we say and it makes you feel sometimes like you've got to put everyone else first and you've been so lucky and you've got to keep making sure it's it's complicated relationship with basically putting yourself first when you've already had so many opportunities and been so lucky but it's so important because when you don't things go off track you can't give from an empty cup i love the fact that you're coming down to tassie you'll be at the longley international hotel on sunday from 2 p.m ella hooper Thank you so much for joining us on Triple M. My pleasure. It's going to be a ripper, so please come down. Triple M Breakfast. Text chat. Love it when you text in on 0488881073. G. a lot of you loving cassette tapes and CDs. Cassettes, not just CDs. Yeah, yeah Frank in Old Beach says, I have a lot of cassette tapes I still listen to. Good on you, Frank. At least he's listening to Triple M. Love that. Uh, this one comes in from Random. Tubes is a dead set flog. Okay, mate. Oh, really? Put your name on your text. Tell me who you are. You know what? I reckon... I don't mind it. I am a little bit. No, I think <laughs> it's a fine. term of endearment. Nah. You're a dead set flog, Okay. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> so. Put your name on your text, though, so we know who you are. Yeah, I've got so a, we know who uh, to call appreci- out for calling Tubes a flog. Appreciate the feedback. I've got a tape deck in my old Camry. Beat that. My 12-year-old daughter loves my old tapes. Heavy metal and hard rock. I've kept them from all from the 80s. From Chez. Thanks for your text, Chez. That's very cool. And this is from Matt down at Huonville. I am like PK. I have CDs. But a couple of years ago, I bought a new Mazda BT50 Ute. And when I went to pick it up, I said, where do you put the CDs in the stereo? And they looked at me like I was some sort of DH, as (laughs) there is no CD player. Now I have to listen to Triple M, as I don't know how to get music (laughs) out of my phone. Cheers, Matt. Good on you, Matt. Not a bad problem to have. we're playing some good good tunes for you, Matt. Yeah. Hopefully some good banter. You can text any time, 04888881073. I love the uh, fact that there are still people out there listening to tapes. That is sensational. I'm very impressed. What, what was your first ever CD? Maybe a Veronica's one. A Veronica's CD. Yeah, you're a bit younger. That's I'm okay. a bit younger than you. My, um, I had my first ever tape. Oh, right? I actually had, I had a Spice Girls tape. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's a, see, that's a big mm-hmm. tick. I reckon the Spice Girls tape is a, a good one. Mine's a massive cross. What is it? Mine was a Mariah Carey oh Boys to Men yes. One Sweet Day tape single. So it wasn't the album, <laughs> it was just the single. It played the same song seven times on one side, and then you flipped it around, and then it played like an, ins- an, ins- yep. no, an instrumental, mm-hmm. and then the same song six times. Yeah. My husband bought a, um, a Ford Capri. Yep with a tape deck in it and it was a convertible it was a very very cool car <laughs> very daggy uh, and in the cassette tape there was a, in the player there was a cassette tape and it had the most catchiest song I might have to get you a, a bit from it because it was so good and we sing it all the time still really we played it all the time just because it was so good I went to the Glenorchy Footy Club mm-hmm. as their ground
down and answer for one of their big gala days out there. And I had the microphone, and next to me was a tape deck. I opened the tape deck to see what was yeah. going on because I hadn't seen a stereo like that for a long time. I hit the tape deck, and it opened. And you know how the tape decks used to just open really slowly? It slowly revealed a tape in there, and it just had written across the top in texter, Nickelback. <laughs> We are about to play Tazzy Trivia, but first I want to just quickly go back to what we were talking about before. PK and Dodgers Ferry still listening to CDs in his, his car, got into his wife's car and heard Triple M and heard us here on the radio. And then the we pleasant played. surprise of Tubes' lovely voice. Well, no, I'm talking about that. <laughs> but he was talking about how he still listens to CDs in his car, and I couldn't... I, I don't think I've listened to CDs. Gee... 10 years. You reckon? Yeah. I reckon mine's not that long. No. Probably... Easy 10 for me. Mm, maybe 8? Well, Julianne, who is now from Lutana, formerly of Blackman's Bay, has texted in. Good morning, Julianne. She says, I have my favourite copy of the Rolling Stones Emotional Rescue on tape, and I also have Rolled Gold, and I think I miss you. All the stones and on all the tapes, plus the vinyl, of course. Love Julianne. Well done, Julianne. And Frank in Old Beach says... I have the whole Nirvana collection on tape. It's worth heaps. <laughs> nice. Bit no. of a brag there as well, Frank. The problem is, Frank, has anyone got a tape player? Like, That's it... true. It's not worth anything if you can't listen to it. True, true. And Jason from Dromedary says, or Dromedary says, shout out to all the boys, Ashley and Beachy, for listening every day at work, even though they stop working to listen to trivia. <laughs> from the well, Trivia Mafia. Let's do it. That's the way you do it. It's the ultimate state showdown. Tazzy Trivia. For creative homes, $50,000 first homes builders boost. We have $100 cash to give away right now thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Good morning to Jaden in New Norfolk. Good morning. How are we? Good, thanks, Jaden. What's happening in your world today? I've just pulled over driving to a job. What do you do for a living? I'm a concrete cutter. I tell you oh. what, that is a pretty unique job, isn't it, Jaden? You have to have qualifications. Hard yakka, that's for sure. Hard yakka, you're one of those <laughs> hard men out there. All right, test your buzzer for us, Jaden. <laughs> Can you test your yeah, buzzer, Jaden? Yes, I got me buzzer. What is it, Jaden? That is beautiful. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Took a few times to get it out of him, but let's go to Aaron from Snug. Morning, Aaron. Morning, guys. What's happening in your world, Aaron? Oh, work, work, work. Brilliant. Big day ahead, Aaron. Yep, definitely. 100 bucks might change that. My word. All right, well, let's test your buzzer, please. Aaron. Beautiful. We've got three questions. You get two correct, you get 100 bucks cash. Let's do it. Question number one Tasmanian crime rates are up by how much for the last financial year? Is it A, 26% or B, 48%? Aaron. Jayden. Aaron. A. Correct. Let's move on to question number two. How much does it cost for a child's ticket to tonight's WBBL game at Blunston Arena? Is it A, $5, B, free? Jaden. Jaden. Free. Correct, Jaden. Free to come along to Big Bash Cricket happening tonight. The Hobart Hurricanes take on the Melbourne Stars. For kids, it's free. For adults, just 10 bucks. Question number three. The final and the trivia tiebreaker. 100 bucks for either Aaron or Jaden. Aaron is in New Norfolk. 
uh, Aaron is in Snug. Jaden is in New Norfolk. Question number three is, which Hobart Street has recently had a sinkhole filled in? Is it Aaron. Aaron. Mole Street. Aaron, you've done it. You've won 100 bucks cash thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builder's boost on now by Creative Homes. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Now you've got two options here, Aaron. You can take the money and run or you can come back tomorrow, risk it for 200 I'll take the money and run, mate. Well, how are you going to treat yourself, Aaron? Oh, uh, Mrs. Birthday Saturday, I might treat her. Oh, that's oh, nice. kind, and uh, hopefully that will be reciprocated. When it comes to your birthday, Aaron, well done. 100 bucks is all yours. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bad luck to Jaden from New Norfolk, but we do it every single day. Thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Homes Builders Boost, on now by Creative Homes. Thanks for listening. It was wonderful to have your company, Hobart. You joined us on the text line and on the phone line. 0488881073 is the text, or you could have called 13353 just like you did. Hearing about people's CD collections and tapes, that was quite, so quite good. fascinating. We'll be back tomorrow. It is Free Plug Friday. Don't forget to keep sending those texts in on 0488881073. Yeah, send us, some, some, send us something funny to wake up to tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a story. We now can also receive pictures too. So if you take any snaps yeah. around Hobart, send them through as well. In fact, that's what I'm going to work on tomorrow, getting photographs of where you're at. Yeah. We'll catch you tomorrow from 6. Treat yourself. Bye. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M.